Welcome to Marketing Meets Web3, a podcast sponsored by Step3. Well, on today's menu, we have the following items. We have uh, Apple Pay, which uh, has done something big with a company that you probably know. And if you don't, well, maybe you should. We also have uh, some uh, company in the makeup industry doing something big with another company in the, let's say, metaverse industry and finally we have a new and innovative way to claim your nfts because we can all improve in this regard okay let's do it today's conversation is for information purposes only and does not constitute legal or investment advice hello nick how you doing hi alberto i'm doing great how are you I am doing fine. I want to know first, before we, before we get into the news, I want to know how many steps have you taken today? Oh, well, you know, I just got back from the gym. So I think I'm halfway to my goal. Halfway already? Yeah. Great way to start the day, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Stepan will be very happy with you. And uh, you could be potentially very happy with uh, Stepan. Stepan is a, is a Web3 lifestyle app that uh, came up, I think... Um, over a year ago, more or less. I don't know if you have the, 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 the specific date, but over a year ago, more or less. And this, this lifestyle app uh, rewards uh, users for movement, like the movement that you've uh, already accomplished in this uh, beginning of the day. And um, this, um, this app has uh, recently announced that it's, uh, it has secured a, um, a landmark, they call it landmark, integration, I guess because nobody has done it in the past, uh, with Apple Pay. And uh, with um, with this integration, basically, users are going to be able to purchase stuff. We're going to be covering how uh, from uh, inside the the Stepan app. So, yeah, two things to discuss here. First, Stepan is a, an app that could potentially go very well with your lifestyle, as I <laughs> as I just learned. And uh, and second, yeah, this seems to be quite uh, quite an quite uh, an advancement. I don't know, and also quite a change in. Uh, in events uh, also regarding, you know, what we last covered about uh, Apple and uh, their their um, policies in the in the marketplace. So what do you think? Yeah, definitely. I, I, you know, I think we've seen a lot of news recently about Apple starting to loosen the restrictions. You know, I'm not going to go as far as saying that the walls are coming down by any means. I think the Apple store or the app store is still very much a, a walled garden and Apple will continue to have a lot of control um, and exercise caution over the types of apps they allow in their store. In fact, I recently saw in the, um, they published a transparency report this year, uh, the app store, and there were upwards of like one and a half million rejected apps, which is just mind boggling to think that so many apps have tried to get into the app store um, and have been denied for, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, improper design approach or violating privacy terms or whatever that might be. Um, so seeing an app like Step In, which you know has been controversial for Apple uh, really up until now, the, the idea that you can have these uh, crypto-driven apps or crypto-like apps that allow people to collect, earn, and purchase digital assets, um, this is this is a big deal. I think that this opens the door to a lot of opportunities. So tell me a little bit more about how it works. Right, I think that's a, that's the very. The very interesting part because um, there is a lot of uh, moving pieces, and uh, yes, as you just said, it's it's interesting what's what's happening here, right? It looks like yes, Apple still very guarded around their marketplace, but they seem to be maybe opening, you know, the the um, the Apple Pay part, which I guess in a way 
also keeps some of the business going through them, right? Um, there may be, you know, there may be something here, but uh, yeah, the way the way it works, it's uh, it's interesting because what you do is you you purchase credits inside the the app with uh, Apple Pay, right? And uh, you buy um, these um, you buy these credits, then Spark credits, which are the credits that you use in the in the store, uh, cost you one USDC, which is um, uh, USD by Circle, so a stable coin provided by Circle. And uh, then you use these um, these these credits to purchase uh, sneaker uh, sneaker sorry uh, NFTs, which is uh, the 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 business that uh, Stepan is in, right? So it's um it's a it's a few moving pieces, but at the end of the day, what it looks like is that in a very simple manner, a user with uh, using the Stepan app will be able to using Apple Pay be able to eventually purchase these NFTs without having to go anywhere else, right? So just using um, the the app from the Apple Store and Apple Pay, you can end up with an NFT in your possession. And um, I don't know. It's uh, I think it, it looks it looks clean. It looks neat. As I said, th- there's a few there's a few steps right in this happening in the in the um, at the back right. But uh, but yeah, the the end result I think it's clean and um, it's taking away much of this complexity from the from from the user. Like the user doesn't need to understand. What is USDC? What's a stable coin? Uh, what, what are these um, credits? Who has these credits? Where are these credits coming from? <laughs> he doesn't need to understand any of this. He just goes into Apple Pay and he's like, okay, I'm going to buy this thing. How many I need to buy? And then uh, purchases the, the credits that are enough to, to get the, the NFT. And that's it. So yeah, in a way, it looks like it's um, a few steps <laughs> ahead of uh, what uh, some other similar businesses are, are doing. Yeah, the purchase slip flow, uh, it sounds very similar to the Reddit app and the way that you can buy your avatars in Reddit. So I think we're seeing a pattern emerge here, which is uh, really about allowing people to purchase digital assets directly in apps that are non-financial. And I think that's a really important part of this story and a part of the evolution of Web3 and getting towards more and more adoption is that not every digital asset needs to be a financial asset, right? Just because I have something of value doesn't mean that it's, I'm going to take it to a market and immediately transact with it or speculate on it. Like these things that people are purchasing, whether it's a sneaker NFT or an avatar, they have different kinds of value to different kinds of uh, experiences, whether that's in an app or in a metaverse. So it's it's good to see this develop. I'm glad to see that Apple is loosening the reins a bit, and hopefully, um, and I would imagine so. You know, they've got smart people on their team, obviously, that are that are looking at this and starting to read into the nuances of what these assets really are. Right when we talk about digital collectibles serving as a personality for your avatar inside of a metaverse, that's much different than purchasing, you know, uh, a stock certificate like they're just not the same thing um, and and never never will be. They're not going to mean the same things to people. So I'm glad to see this opening the doors a little bit. And I think this paves the way for even more adoption. I mean, we know that with with apps like mobile first has been the big unlock for the internet. And I think the same will hold true for Web3 um, and getting people to really start participating in much bigger and more meaningful ways is bringing these experiences to mobile. So uh, I'm, I'm glad to see this happen, and I hope that we see more apps start to appear on the App Store that are starting to interact with these digital collectibles. 
Right. And uh, I think this, uh, this opens the way to another company that is uh, debuting. Debuting, in this case, in the, in the world of bringing makeup into a sort of closed uh, metaverse. Uh, we're talking about uh, Urban Decay, which is um, a company I didn't know about, but um, you, you told me about it the other day. And uh, this company, which uh, apparently is in the business of uh, doing makeup, which I guess good or well uh, with people that have recently been doing some exercise and have just taken a shower <laughs> and need to get ready for, for the day. <laughs> so this company doing, doing makeup is, um, is bringing these makeup products to a um, to a closed um, metaverse, we can call it. I mean, there's a bit of nuance here. We can we can get into it in a moment. But they're basically bringing these products to a metaverse created by Roblox, which is an, another company that does these uh, digital experiences or digital uh, creates this digital world in a way. I think it's similar to to what um, you you find in a in a Minecraft kind of experience. I haven't had uh, experience with the, this kind of. Uh, of um, ecosystems, but I think from uh, talking to my nieces, this looks like uh, it's uh, it's the kind of uh, thing that they're they're providing. So, what is actually Urban Decay doing here, going after here, and uh, what do you think about it? Well, so let's start off with the environment. So we're talking about Roblox. So this is not what we would traditionally consider like open Web three. You know, this isn't blockchain based. This is Roblox closed ecosystem, but they have upward of 65 million users connecting daily and Roblox is and continues to be hot with Gen Z, Gen Alpha. Um, you know, I, I was reading recently that kids are now asking for uh, Roblox currency instead of, of gifts. Like they don't want money. They don't want presents. They just want the currency so they can go into these universes and and play. And I think, you know, brands are starting to realize that their future customers are going to be living in these worlds and they need to start acclimating themselves to how do you build a brand? How do you build a community? How do you interact with people in a digital a digital native way, digital, digital first native way? Um, how do you bring your brand to them in a way that feels natural, that doesn't feel contrived, that allows them to take ownership and be participants in the process of creating and using your products versus just this sort of top down top down brand approach. And so we're seeing this from, you know, companies like Urban Decay, you know, Adidas, Nike, all of these companies that are launching initiatives that are going deeper and deeper into this metaverse narrative, I think are starting they're leading the way, right? And and I think other brands are starting to wake up and get it and say, you know what, there is something there. Um there's just too many people paying attention to these experiences to not start experimenting and seeing how we can expand and evolve our brand to be a part of this story. Right. And uh, to what you said there about, um, you know, brands taking advantage of this, I think they're doing it in a very, I guess, intelligent way, because I mean, they already, these brands like Urban Decay, as you said, Adidas and, and a few others, they already have these products, right? In, in physical, they, they've already gone through the cycles of creating these products. They've, they've put it, um, they've, they've put them on sale. People have bought them. And now what they're doing is they're basically creating a, the same item, but in a digital way, so that it can be worn, uh, sorry, worn in this case by the by the avatars in the digital realm. So it's um it's basically a no brainer. I mean, if you if you already have this um, this digital this this asset, it could be yeah, sneakers, or it could be in this case a um a, a, a virtual makeup. Uh, you, you can 
I mean, you might as well just make it virtual and, and sell it in the or or make it available at least initially in this um, in these digital um, ecosystems. Could be could be Roblox in this case, which I guess, as you said, Roblox has sixty five million users, and uh, yeah, as my conversations with my nieces uh, test, they they do really ask for this for this Roblox money to to purchase stuff. So so maybe doing it through a Roblox is um is a way of um. Um, getting or closer, I guess, to, to these audiences. Uh, but there will be other ecosystems that um, may not be, you know, closed or may not be the ecosystem of, of, uh, of a specific company like like uh, Roblox, Roblox, uh, Roblox is. But yeah, I, I, what I wanted to say is basically that, I mean, if you have this asset already and you're selling it physically, why not sell it as well digitally, right? Yeah, I mean, I think there's there's certainly you know a business opportunity there to increase sales of selling digital products. I think where the near term opportunity lies, though, is just the availability of the product in the digital environment. So, if you think about things like beauty and fashion, those are those are both very personal experiences. And in a physical world, what we're forced to do is go to the store and maybe sit in a dressing room and try things on or uh, for instance, I've, I've visited Sephora with my wife, which is a, a makeup store here. And you can go in and they have specialists who will sit down with you and will try different makeup looks on you. But you're in a you're in a retail environment. You're in a store full of people. And, you know, for people to really start experimenting with self-expression, that can be intimidating to walk into a store and say, you know, I want a, I want a new makeup look. And you're going to sit down in front of strangers while somebody does this for you. Whereas in a virtual environment, you can create any experience you want, and that can be private to you. And you can just be interacting with the brand and the products. And you can make that, you know, larger than life, because this is a a completely virtual experience, right? We don't have the same limitations. So you can have, uh, you know, purple eyes and green hair, (laughs) and, and have a makeup look that goes with that. But you can try really different things that you wouldn't be able to try in a physical environment, or that you might be too self conscious to try. So I think there's a really interesting opportunity here for brands to really help consumers open up their own thinking and imagination about what it means to use their products in ways that really complement their personalities or the people that they want to be. Um, So there is, I think, a little bit of a a story about, you know, self-actualization using these metaverse tools um, as a way to interact with brands. Another thing that is happening with... um with these experiences is that, I mean, they, they could go beyond the, the individual and, um, what's, uh, what's been announced by, by Urban Decay and this Roblox collaboration is that there, there will be activities happening in this, um, in this, um, digital ecosystem, right? There will be, uh, runways, uh, where people will be able to, to showcase, uh, you know, their, their makeups. There will be some, um, some tutorials. There will be workshops. And this will be accessible to anybody anywhere, right? As long as they have access to this Roblox um, ecosystem. And um, yes, it's uh, in, in this way is what I mean that you know it's going beyond the the individual is allowing the individual to also you know be out there if they want, right? And um, what you what you what you preface this uh, news with um, saying that um, Roblox is, of course, a, a company that has this close-gated um, ecosystem. But do you think that this could be opening uh, or at least um, uh, uh, shedding light over, over you know, what could be the future of these uh, digital ecosystems? 
I do. Um, you know, so obviously starting with a user base of 65 million people is a huge advantage, but inevitably as more of these metaverse experiences start to permeate daily life, it's going to require these closed ecosystems to open their doors. So similar to the previous story where Apple's starting to open the aperture and let these different apps in that do interact with digital collectibles and other experiences, I think companies are going to start to wake up to the benefit of we shouldn't be such a walled garden. And, you know, when we talk about open protocols, when we talk about blockchain, which powers Web3, the big advantage there is this open collaboration, this ability to, in an ad hoc and fluid way, bring other partners and organizations and collaborators in so that you can have much wider participation by all kinds of different audiences. And you don't even need to plan that in advance. That can happen organically. That can grow with the community in a way that feels natural. So I do see that this is an opportunity um, for people to really start to see the advantages of being able to take their experience from one place to another. And that will require some level of open collaboration. Um, you know, another example that comes to mind, and we can tackle this story in another episode, but Instagram is uh, purportedly launching a Twitter competitor. So they're adding a text layer to Instagram posts. And one of the things that they've hinted at is compatibility with an open social protocol um, called Mastodon, which allows people to take their audience and their content from place to place. And so this idea that these ecosystems need to be compatible in some way. We need interoperability for this to really grow. Um, I think that idea is starting to take hold. And it'll be interesting to see uh, if that happens with Roblox as well over time. And um, yeah, yeah, we're going to see, I think, interoperability coming to our uh, to our houses, homes <laughs> soon. And uh, it, will only, it, it will not come only, I guess, in the, in the sense that you were, that you were hinting at uh, right right now but uh, it, it will also come i think in in the way that these um, digital experiences will start to blend with uh, the physical experiences and i think the the last piece of news for today goes a bit into into this and uh, it uh, it's it's about this company called allo yoga which is a, a retail chain company and i want you please if you can uh, to explain to me what is Allo Yoga, because you, you seem to know them, and I have no idea what they do, and uh, maybe introduce this piece of news uh, to me and to us. Yeah, so Allo Yoga, they're they're a um, fashion and accessory retailer. Um, they focus on the yoga lifestyle, and so they have retail locations all over the U.S. And they've recently rolled out an in-store campaign that allows people to claim an NFT in-store. Um, they did this in collaboration with MoonPay, who does uh, crypto payments. But what they're doing is they're allowing people in store to claim a free digital collectible. And then that collectible uh, has a connection to Mental Health Awareness Month, which is a, an event that happens here in the United States. Might be worldwide. I'm not sure about that. Um, but it's this idea that people in store can now start participating in these digital experiences, claiming digital items. Um, which they're calling daily affirmations, they can claim them in store with a simple tap of a smartphone. Um, so this one, you know, we're blending a lot of different things here. We're talking about physical experiences merging with a digital experience and a digital collectible, and also using that experience to support um, a social good or a social cause. So yeah, what do you think? 
Well, um, a few things. First, um, what I found very interesting here, and uh, I hadn't thought about it, is um, this opportunity that NFTs bring to participate in uh, celebrate the date stuff, right? Uh, in this case, uh, we're talking about um, the, um, the Mental Health Awareness Month, as you said, that I think is, is a US thing. If it's, if it's worldwide, I don't know. I, I haven't heard a word here in Spain. So if it's worldwide, it's missed Spain, I guess. But <laughs> if uh, if this is something that happens in in, uh, in the US alone, okay, it doesn't matter. The point is that what uh, NFTs allow you, I guess, is in a very in a, in a very quickly in a very quick and easy way um, celebrate whatever date is today, right? And uh, help or make it easy for users to show. Uh, that they care about whatever the date is, right? I mean, it it, um, it, it happens that uh, the calendar has been taken over by dates. And every day has uh, something to celebrate, right? It could be it could be life, it could be love, it could be it could be the, 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 the Pride Month. I think uh, now as you get into into June, uh, every every month and every day uh, seems to be um, um, the cause for something to celebrate. And uh, NFTs allow users companies um to to create uh, to, to make it easy for for the user you know to to show that they really care about whatever the day is and uh, also to show it to other people right because nfts have this um um this appeal or, or this um feature of being uh, visually appealing in, in most cases and uh, you know it can be shared in socials and stuff like that so yeah i think i think this is gonna be a a thing that happens more often because um i mean all companies seem well have you know these um, these um, interests you know in in showing that they do care about whatever movement, and uh, one way of doing this in a in a very simple simple way could be through NFTs. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and I think you know um, bringing this to a retail experience requires that. The, you know, the, the barrier for participation has to be very low, meaning that the user experience has to be really friction free. And what caught my attention here is just this whole idea um, of being able to tap for tap to claim, essentially. So, um, you know, they're calling these things uh, daily affirmations. So in, in going along with the theme of Mental Health Awareness Month, um, I think they're, the campaign is tap for mindfulness. But the idea is that the consumer can just tap a cell phone. Um, you know, and through NFC claim their NFT or the digital collectible. Um, the So Allo is covering all of the minting fees um, just to keep this as, again, as approachable for anyone, making it non-technical so that it doesn't feel like, oh, I have to go learn this new technology. I can just do what I normally do, which is, you know, if you're paying with Apple Pay, you're used to tapping your phone on things. And so they're just leaning into those consumer behaviors that are already there to help people start to understand how this isn't so scary. This can be actually a fun thing to participate in. And you already have the knowledge you need uh, to, to start playing today. So again, similar to the Apple story, similar to the Roblox story, we're really starting to see examples of companies um, embrace Web3 or Web3-like ideas in ways that I think are really going to drive more awareness across the mainstream and help us think about better experiences, more seamless experiences to start seeing Web3 scale uh, in a way that's going to make a huge difference for the industry. Right. There is, <laughs> since we're talking about affirmations, I think there is um, 
since uh, fr from what we've seen, you know, in these companies, in the in the news that we've covered today, there seems to be one affirmation that all of these companies are, you know, reciting themselves every day, which is Web three is easy and Web three can be done by anybody. And I think we, we are right yeah. at that at that moment, right when. We, we see, I mean, we, we, when we get together here to talk about news, we, we see, you know, these, these announcements and we go through the, the, the intricacies that go, you know, beyond the, the, the news itself. And in all of them, pretty much, or 80% of them, you see that uh, they specifically, specifically say, we're trying to make this experience easy for the user. We're avoiding the Web3 jargon. We are trying to make this as simple as possible and uh, as uh, approachable as, as possible. So they, they are now at this stage where they have to <laughs> state that they are making an effort to make this easy. And I think this is going to be, of course, a something that uh, will stop uh, sooner rather than later, it looks like. Because, I mean, if everybody is doing this effort, um, sooner than later, we're going to be in a situation, in a position where this is going to be simple enough that it, it will be a bit weird to say, oh, we're making it simple. I mean, it's going to be apparent right. that it's simple right. for everybody. <laughs> so, so yeah, I think uh, that's that's the affirmation that all of these companies are are working with uh, today. And uh, I, I expect them to yeah to end at some point. Uh, you said one thing, and I want to close with this. Uh, maybe maybe hear you hear you your comments on this, which is that you said that uh, the retailer in this case is covering the the costs of uh, of minting the this NFT, uh, and I think this may be the the last bar barrier here uh, because of course this has some cost, and uh, I don't know if this will be you know covering the cost from the company uh, or by the company. I guess is going to be the the way in the future. What, what do you think? Oh, I think it definitely will. I mean, if we, if we look to history when it comes to marketing, and if you think about the direct mail industry, um, which you know still happens, people still mail uh, marketing materials to people, and when a company mails me something, they pay the postage, right? They foot the bill for sending me that thing, and I think this is the same dynamic at play, right? We're trying to engage consumers, we're trying to introduce our products and our ideas brand experiences, it should be on the business or the brand to pay for the cost of allowing people to join the club. Um, so I think this is a trend that's going to continue. And from a UX perspective, I think it's the best thing that could happen uh, for, for consumers. So thank you. And I guess for today, we can leave it here and uh, we will see what uh, guests we can bring next for a deep dive. Sounds great. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to Marketing Meets Web3. If you enjoyed today's episode, please like and subscribe in your favorite podcast app. You can find our host, Nick Casares, on Twitter at N-I-C-K-C-A-S-A-R-E-S. -E